0: Our theme this morning is about the prayer walk that we talked about uh and then we also had question and answers, but the good thing is the messages were so good nobody asked a question. Well, there was one uh, so we thought it's good to uh speak on the prayer walk and you know this is this is good news this is Something to be excited about. And I'll I'll give you one reason. If you are in a local church, where as a church, the leadership is willing to explore new things and do new things, that's a wonderful thing. You know, if the church elders, when we came up with this idea, would have said, we've never done that before, and we are not doing it. You know, then it would have been different but not unusual as to what you find in other churches. And actually, uh, we came with this idea. Some of the things that I heard, my friends didn't like it. Can you believe it? I mean, came with this wonderful idea. Say, let's go into the neighborhood, start putting trucks in people, their boxes, and they said, we don't do that in America. Say, okay. But here we are. We're going to do a prayer walk. Now, why is it important for us to talk about this? The first reason is that you will not find a prayer walk in the Bible. Some will tell us the only time you see people going on the street or be there praying, Jesus condemned that, the Pharisees. You remember that story? Don't be like the Pharisees who are standing on the corner of the street praying. You remember that? So why do we want to pray in public? The Lord said, don't do that. Guess what? That's not what the text is saying, actually. Matthew 6 verse 5 says, And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. You see, what the Lord is condemning is not praying in a synagogue or at a corner of the street, but it is when you are praying to be seen by people. When your intention is to show people how good you can pray, how wonderful your prayer is, that's what the Lord is condemning. And then it doesn't matter whether it is on the corner of a street, in a synagogue, or in a local church for that matter. You see, prayer is not about us. Prayer is the cry of the heart to the heart of God. Prayers were not meant for our ears. I mean, sometimes we are hearing them when people are praying. But it is not for us to judge. It is communicating with God. It is speaking to our God. So the The idea of praying, I thought it was good to talk about this. Even though it's not mentioned in scripture, it doesn't mean that when believers are praying out there or praying on the street that they are hypocrites. No, they are not. There can be good reasons for people of God to go in their community and to pray. I would say this is one of them. When the people of Israel were in captivity, the Lord spoke to them through Jeremiah. And then he said in Jeremiah 29, verse 7 Seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf for its welfare, for in its welfare you will find your welfare. It is for us to pray for our city. It is for us to Commit our city to the Lord, seeking the welfare of our city, seeking the best for our city. Are there things in our city that we are not excited about? Are there things in our city that we would love to see were different than the way they are now? Or in our community, in the area where we live, the Lord said, pray for that, seek their welfare. And one way of doing that is by praying God loves cities. Did you know that? Not only this city, but if you look at the book of, uh, of Jonah, a city. God said, go to the city and preach against it. And at first, uh, Jonah said, I am not going there. But at the end, you know, when Jonah preached his message, what happened? The Lord showed mercy and compassion when the people repented. And Jonah wanted to see God destroying the city. You know what God asked Jonah? He said, should I not care? The people that are there, children, all those that are there, should I not care? Yes, he does. In 1 Timothy 2, we are called to pray for all people. For kings and all those who are in high position. For what? First four. Because God desires all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. God wants all people to be saved. It is his desire. And he wants us to pray in that direction. He wants us to call upon him, plead with him for the people everywhere. But also those in our community and those in our city. We are called to pray everywhere. Don't you like that one? It says about men, I desire then that in every place the man should pray, lifting holy hands without anger and so on. Pray in every place, everywhere. We can pray wherever we are. Every single place. And we can pray at all times in the spirit for boldness. That words may be given to me, Paul said, in opening my mouth boldly to proclaiming the mystery of the gospel, and also that I may declare it boldly. Pray that the Lord will give us boldness to share the gospel in our cities, in our communities. In 2 uh, Thessalonians 3, verse 2, Paul asked the people to pray for him and for them, that the word of the Lord may speed ahead and be honored. Why? Also, that we may be delivered from wicked and evil men, for not all have faith. There are wicked, wicked people around us, and the Lord said, "Pray." Paul said he pray for us that the Lord will deliver us from these wicked people. And it is good for God's people to pray in that uh, for that. But there is another thing why we want to go in the community and pray there. We want to see the community through the lens of God, through God's, from God's perspective. What's God seeing in our community? What is it that God, when he looked to the community here in Dubuque, where we are part of, what is it that he is seeing? We want to find out that these people, you remember when we spoke about 1 John we said that we are enjoying fellowship with him. We are sharing in the things of God. We are enjoying the things of God. And we want to know, Lord, what is it that you are seeing when you look in this, in this community? We would love to see them. Open our eyes as we go through this community that we will see things from your perspective. That's a different way of looking at our community than we would normally do. In Psalm 73, the psalmist said, you know, he gave a whole list of things. I saw these people, and it seems like they don't have problems. They don't have anything to worry about, and they are not even serving God. It seems like all is well with them. Wait a minute, he said in verse uh, 16. But when I thought how to understand this, it seemed to me a wearisome task. Until I went into the sanctuary of God, Then I discern their end. I look at these people now from the perspective of God's sanctuary and saw their end and realized that is not what I used to see. This is a different thing altogether. In 2 Corinthians 4.4, Paul said, In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers To keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God. Seeing people in that perspective, it says they are blind. the, 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 The God of this world, the devil, blinded them so that their eyes are not open to see the gospel. There is a lot going on in our community. It is not just... People are there, they are not like us, okay. But there is a God of this world that is blinding the people. He, don't, he, he does not want them to come to a saving knowledge of Christ. And if something has to happen, it must be a divine intervention. God has to do something. And God people know that they have to pray so that God will interact, so that God will intervene. Seeing the city through the lens of God again, God loves the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's true for all our neighbors, for all the people around us. All the people in this community that we are worshiping every Sunday, coming here, going home. What is what are we telling these people? What are we doing with these people? Do we care? Do we really see them from the perspective of God? God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be safe through him. God wants to see something. He wants to see the world safe, including our community, including this place where God put us to be a light and salt. Did you know that it's more than just coming together, that being God's people is more than coming together here and worship? I mean, it's great, isn't it? It's so wonderful. Even Noah agreed with me. You hear him saying that, he say, oh, oh. <laughs> and that's true. But the life of us as believers is more than just what we are doing here today and what we are doing during the week with one another. It is being a light in this community. And when there you have a light there, I mean the light is shining. There is a... a I don't even know the name in English. I know the Saramacan name, and that is a name that probably will not make sense to you. But I will say it anyway. They call it Azonking. Can you repeat that? Azon. <laughs> Let's repeat it again. Azon. You know what that is? That is that uh, is it fly that gives light in the night? Or what do you say Firefly, Firefly, yes. But do you know that the fire there is not real? I mean, you see it, but you can't walk in the light of that fire, can you? I mean, it's there for a while. I don't think it helped that that thing because it's on the back and it's going to the front. So it's not helping anyone. I mean, you can see it there, but it's not really helping. And sometimes I wonder if we are azonkinyanyek Christians. You know, we are here, we're supposed to be light. I mean, something is there, but it's not a real light. Anyway, we can do a whole uh, message on that. What does it mean to be an azonkinyanye Christian? In Matthew six ten, the Lord taught his disciples to pray, Your kingdom come, your will be done on, on earth as it is in heaven. God's kingdom, God's rule, that people would submit to Him, to His authority, is something that we are praying for that that will happen. And we can do that in our community. So, how do we walk? You know, these are just a few practical things. In small groups, walking through our neighborhood, looking at, at it, our neighborhood, through the eyes of God. Desiring all in that community to come to him. It's not just walking in the community. I mean, there are some good uh, benefits there. I mean, it's good to exercise, isn't it? So that's a, a bonus for us. But the idea is just to see the community through the eyes of our God. And at the same time, desiring that people in our community will come to him and come to know him. Pray for each house. For the people. And all that the Spirit of God will bring to our attention. Prayers are silence, not loud. You know, we don't want to uh, disturb people or uh, draw attention to ourselves. That's not the intention. Seeing the city, seeing the community as God sees it, and then we can pray for them. How will we pray? I got some of these from... uh, Uh, A team of Southern Baptist uh, people will put something together on praying for your community. And I thought these were very, very helpful. We pray for the safe but uncommitted who have become apathetic and complacent. I mean, there are people in our communities. Some of them are safe, but, you know, they don't really care. Ask God to convict them of sin, righteousness, and judgment. John 16, 8, isn't it? Pray that they will become obedient to assemble. They say, I'm a Christian, I don't have to go to church. You know, I can serve God right here, and I don't need to go anywhere for that. Hebrews 10, 25. Pray that they will overcome a bad church experience. There are a lot of people out there. I don't know about the Buke community, but I know that in some communities, people have had a bad church experience. And that's really worse than experiencing some of the same things with unbelievers because you don't expect to see that among God's people. And it can happen. I remember in one church where I came to the Lord, we left the church, but there was one minister there that during a meeting I said something. And because in my country I came from the village, they call us the bush people, And people would look down on us because we are bush people. And bush people are stupid. So in a meeting, I said something. And he said, those are things you should tell the people in the bush. I mean, we are there in a meeting discussing church discipline. And he felt that I should talk to the people in the bush about that. Not those well-educated people of the city. Can you believe that? Will you be offended? And we can't talk about it because he was the leader of not just the local church, of the denomination. And that was what he said. Period. No discussion. I mean, as church, sometimes we can hurt people. And there are a lot of people out there who really need to overcome this. And they need our prayers. If we say that the people in this world are were blinded by the God of this world, then... Ask God to remove the blindness from their minds. Also, ask God to bring light into the darkness they are experiencing. Ephesians 5 say we were walking in darkness. Ask God to deliver them from the spirit of disobedience. Ephesians 2, verse 1 to 2, that there is a spirit of disobedience. It's not just that they decide to disobey, but there is an evil force, an evil power that's working in their life Causing them to disobey. I think sometimes as Christians we do not realize enough the struggle that we are in. It's not just us struggling against us. But there is a power of darkness. Evil forces that are there struggling. Fighting. And trying to give us a hard time. If they can't take us to hell, they try to bring hell to us so to speak. And they are good at it. And as people of God, we can sit and watch that these things are happening. Not for us, also not for our com- community. Ask God to reach through their hard- hardened minds. Ask God to set the captives free. There are people who are in captivity. The enemy kept them there. And as we go in our community walking around, you don't have to pray loud, but ask God to open our eyes so we can pray for our community, pray for these people, pray that God will show us also how to engage our community. This is serious business. This is going into the territory of the enemy. This is going around and telling the enemy, enemy, we believe these people belong to our God. And we are praying to our God that he will touch their hearts and bring them to himself. How can we prepare ourselves the coming days? Preparation should be both physically and spiritually. On the physical side, if we are going to walk, it's good to have like a, a good walking shoe. Uh, I would advise my sisters, maybe not a high heel, you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Uh, but also you know what do you wear when you go there so it's good to just look at the physical side of things on the spiritual side it's good to confess sins you know in our own life let's just open our heart to the lord let's just uh, ask him to uh, show us things that we have to confess and let's do that read scriptures that prepare you to love your neighbor and seek their salvation Pray for the community the coming days. You know, as we go along, we pray for them. Ask God to open our eyes, to see and hear things he wants us to pray for. I know this was uh, just a kind of a background to uh, a prayer walk interceding in and for the community. And what is God going to do? I don't know. But we can pray. We can just ask, and the desire of our heart is, I, I believe, in accordance with His will, that people will come to a saving knowledge of Him, and come to know the truth, as we find in First Timothy two, that that is His desire. That's what he's, that. That is what He will. In in Second Peter three, it speaks about that God is uh, uh, compassionate because He's waiting. Because he does not want anyone to perish. And here are we as his people. Trying to understand his heart. Trying to lift his heart. Trying to be his eyes, his ears in this community. Trying to communicate to him. Praying that God will intervene in our community. Seeking the best. Seeking the welfare of our community. And at the same time seeking the salvation of the people in this community.